0: Did you know you can now access the Abiding Together podcast on Spotify? In the mobile or desktop app, all you need to do is click search and look for Abiding Together.
1: This is a Pasco Media production. Please visit pascomedia.com. Hello, and welcome to the Abiding Together podcast, where we desire to provide a place of connection, rest, and encouragement for those of you who are on the journey with Jesus Christ as we are on the journey into Easter now, thank God. My name is Sister Miriam James, and I am the Easter bunny right now, and uh, <laughs> I am joined as always by my lovely, lovely, beautiful co-host, Heather Kim and Michelle Bensinger, who are also enjoying Easter. Thank you very much, Heather. I think you could say that we're enjoying Easter.
0: Oh, Goodness. I love what you just said. And we're in Easter, thank God. <laughs> it's, like it's been it's been a long obvious, road <laughs> to get there, but we are finally here. Yes, basking in the Easter glory. For sure. How are you, Easter. Michelle?
2: I am wonderful. I just want to exhale. It is finished. You know, mm-hmm. Easter is mm-hmm. done. I mean, Lent is done. And let's mm-hmm. just join, um, enjoy this Easter octave forever for a long season. Let's just celebrate. Yeah. You know, yeah. here's the jelly beans yeah. and Easter grass and all of that good stuff. Here we go. Just yep. stick those beans right up your nose Not and yet.
0: just keep them there. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> just Dear listeners, sister's a bit feisty this morning. Let's just, we're all keeping it real. <laughs>
2: I really want to put something like, do not let the habit fool you. She is fierce and feisty, baby. Like, that is what I want
1: to say half the time. Hey, uh, I just want our listeners to know that Michelle Benzinger was holding a book hostage for me that she was going to give me in total gratuitous freedom, but later on I had to do something to get it. So I I, I did what she wanted and I texted her, I'm like, all right, send me the book now, man. Like, get on. it.
2: So do you know what she texts me back? She says, You can hate the game, but you can't hate the playa. Like she texts me these gangster text backs. So when you are up for canonization of your sainthood, I am gonna save oh. all these text messages to say, look at the real <laughs> Sister Miriam. There you go.
0: Oh, yeah. Sister, you're the best. I love you so much. Oh, you geez, make where's the, the heroic
1: virtue? Holy cow. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you make me laugh so much. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just good. Yeah, uh. it is really good.
1: Oh. oh, well, you know what? Speaking of good things. We're going to talk about, a lot of times our listeners ask us questions and we will do a Q&A at some point, but today we're going to talk about our favorite things. So these, because it's all about the sound of music, as it always is. So these are a few <laughs> of my favorite things. And since Michelle is our favorite, as we all know, yeah. we're going yeah. to let her run this show. Michelle Benzinger, are you ready to run our favorite things? I am. I'm just laughing
2: at you. <laughs> I am ready to run our favorite things. So we decided since we had just gotten done with the life the Beloved Book Study, which was an amazing journey, and it was beautiful. I mean, we can't just not say great enough things about our podcast listeners. We love you guys. You are amazing. But the way that we got to journey with you was really something special this Lent. We um, do not take that for granted in the least bit. We are just really thankful for you all, so we appreciate that. But we thought it'd be fun today to do something a little bit more lighthearted because we've been through this intense heart journey, and we want to do something that's just kind of fun. Let's celebrate the Easter octave. So we decided Mm -hmm. to come and um, talk about our favorite things, but they are letting me be the mediator (laughs) of this.
1: We're a little afraid right now, but we're going to trust her. I'm so afraid right now.
2: Yes. So when we were going over pre-recording, they're like, well, which questions are we doing? And finally Mm -hmm. I said, enough. I'm going to ask you and you're not going to know which questions you're doing. And it's going to be the element of surprise. They put me in charge. So this will probably be the first and last time this happens. But anyway, it'll be fun. So let's just start off with a fun, easy question. What is your favorite movie comedy? Heather.
0: Um, there's this old movie. Uh, I think it was maybe like in the 80s or something called The Private Eyes with Tim Conway and Don Knotts. And I remember watching it as a kid, and honestly, I haven't seen it since I was little, so it's making me want to watch it again. But I just remember laughing so hard and watching this movie over and over again, and just dying laughing. And I love Tim Conway and Don Knotts, so that's my favorite comedy still to this day. I'm like, I don't think I've ever laughed that hard at a movie, ever.
1: Oh. <laughs> Isn't it great to laugh? I love that. I love that feeling where your stomach hurts and like you can't breathe. <clears throat> like that's just awesome. Oh, totally. oh my God. That should happen more often in life. I think. You I
0: know? I agree. I agree. Uh,
1: yeah. And so, what about you, sister? Well, I don't know. I mean, my I think my tastes have changed over the years. But you know what? One thing I do like to listen to is I love comedians, and I really love Tim Hawkins, who's a he's a Christian. Uh, comedian and he is so funny i know a lot of people like jim gaffigan i like jim gaffigan too but i love tim hawkins and i can listen i like i look at his stuff on youtube and he's one of my favorite comedians i'd have to say he's just really really funny he sings and he's he's just great so if you haven't checked out tim hawkins i would totally check him out in that Mm -hmm. regard that sounds weird for me to say that but you know what i mean anyway so here we go yeah (laughs) that's
2: great (laughs) i think for me um, I'm going more with the romantic comedy genre uh, mm-hmm. you know and it's one of those movies where I own the movie but it doesn't matter if it is still on like if it comes on like cable or dish or whatever I will still stop and watch it even though I own the movie and have seen it 25 million times and I think for me it has to be Sweet Home Alabama I love <laughs> that, that movie one. I love that movie and there's a line in it that Reese Witherspoon's says to her husband there why do you make me be so mean to you and my sisters <laughs> and I say that back and forth to each other why do you make me be so mean to you or at the very That's end, cute. yeah, and there's another line It says, why do, you want, why do you want to marry me so I can kiss you anytime I want? And so I love it. It's Southern. She's a designer. Everything about it is
1: great. So, yeah,
2: for me, Sweet Home Alabama. Okay, so what That's is awesome. your favorite dramatic movie, Sister Miriam?
1: Well, you know I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan. So anytime that trilogy is on, I've seen it so many times. I just can't you know, it's one of my favorites. I mean, probably is my favorite story ever. Lord of the Rings. So I'm, I'm in it to win. it. I've watched the extended version a million times and, uh, love it. So that's my favorite. Mm. Mm. That's good.
0: That's up there for my favorites too. I can't, I can't exactly just narrow it in on one. This is like really impossible. So I would say Lord of the Rings too, but I would also Mm. say Braveheart because my heritage is Scottish. And so when that movie came out, (laughs) it's so funny. My dad has a really thick Scottish accent and he hates it when people put on a Scottish accent, you know, he just can't deal with it. Mm-hmm. So before the movie came out, I remember asking him, Dad, are you going to go see this movie? I heard it's really good. And he was like, absolutely not. I'm not going to sit around and listen to Mel Gibson try to put on a Scottish accent. It'll <laughs> drive me crazy. So anyway, eventually he saw it and I said, so how was it? And he said, oh, his accent was better than mine. <laughs> it was really funny. <laughs> Nice. Oh, no, but I love that, that. That movie is is really a beautiful movie as well. I mean, I know it's super violent, but mm-hmm. but that's a great movie. How about oh, you, Michelle?
1: Yeah. So good, so Heather. Good.
2: Why don't you scream freedom for us in your Scottish accent, like <laughs> you know, see how that works out for us? How about not? Okay, Michelle. Okay.
1: <laughs> and moving on. <laughs> All right.
2: For me, for drama, it is always Pride and Prejudice. I, you know, oh, Elizabeth yeah. Bennet, Mister yes. Darcy coming through. That's so cool. You know, the mist and the dawn, and you know, totally, yeah, yes. You know, you have bewitched me body and soul. I love the book. I love the movie. I like the BBC version. I like the Keira Knightley version. Like, I don't discriminate. Mm-hmm. And so um, mm-hmm. I like all versions. So, yeah, totally. Pride and prejudice. Okay. So now, like, if you had, like, one heroine that you relate with really well, mm-hmm. who would it be, you know, that you mm-hmm.
1: love? Well, I do. I love Elizabeth Bennett. And I, I I love how feisty she is. I love how smart she is. I There's so many things I admire in her that I wish I had more in myself. And so I just love her, just her bravery and her willingness just to just to speak the truth and just to be fierce. I love that. But I also love Wonder Woman, too. The latest version of Wonder Woman, I've seen it four times, if not more than that. And <laughs> so obviously, you see like a theme there. But yeah, so I would say Elizabeth Bennett and Wonder Woman are the women heroines that I really, I just, I admire and I would like to be more like, I think.
0: Mm. Michelle, awesome. who would you choose? Because you probably have a million, I would think. Yeah,
1: dude. I
2: do have a million. I mean, like Sister Elizabeth Bennett is up there. You know, like her sassiness, but her tenacity. Uh, mm-hmm. I also love um, Scarlett O'Hara and Gone with the Wind. Just her southerness mm. and her brashness and um, just... Uh, how she feels about land and environment and beauty and all of that. But um, she was a survivor also. And um, also Scout and To Kill a Mockingbird. You know, I think it, oh. I think there's something when you read a novel or a book when you're young and it's forming you. Uh, so Scout, To Kill a Mockingbird, and Lucy and Chronicles of Narnia. I both read those when I was younger, you oh. know. And it were mm-hmm. they were both some of my first literature novels. And I think they are the ones that – both help me fall in love with reading so much that uh, I can't. I don't understand people that don't get emotionally involved with their characters and books, and so like I get very emotionally involved. <laughs> so yes, so both of those. Uh, yeah, so you know I always have more than one. What about you, Heather?
0: Well, I saw the question. I was like, "What's my favorite heroin?" I was like, "I don't do drugs, so I don't, I don't even know why she's asking this question." <laughs>
1: Welcome to our real life, people. This is exactly what happens. No, so I. (laughs) Favorite herald. You can tell Heather doesn't read. There's an E on the end of it. I mean, can you not read? Oh my gosh.
0: You're killing me right now. I read words and things. No, so growing up, you know, Chronicles of Narnia. It was my favorite book series. I read that over and over and over again. I still have such a love for it. I'm going through the books again Mm. with my youngest. So I would say Lucy. I love Lucy and her, she was so, being the youngest, but she was so brave and open and kind. And yeah, she just kept, she kept the goal in mind. You know, She just kept pursuing Aslan and kept pursuing the good. So Lucy, and that's my favorite book, Chronicles of Narnia, for sure.
2: And I think it's really important to realize that. I love to ask those questions, and when I do like smaller women's gatherings and um, things like that, you know, this is a type of a question that I like to ask. And if people come over to my house for dinner, you know, I always love to ask dinner questions, and they're like, "Oh no, what are you mm-hmm. going to ask me now?" But I think like when you look at the books that you read and the literature you. Um, and the characters you relate to, there is a reason why. Like, God is stirring something in your heart. It's like, so true. pay mm-hmm. attention to these things, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. That's one of the reasons, like, we are doing this favorite things. It's not just to say, hey, look at us, these favorite things. But for all of us and our listeners to pay attention, you know, the things that stir our hearts are the, usually some of the things that help us come alive and that the Lord has put mm-hmm. in there and designed us for a reason, mm-hmm. for our unique calling and for our unique design and all of that, so and there's
0: certain elements that speak of heaven too. Like it's the yes. larger story, especially when we talk about books and movies. Like, of course, maybe not the comedy part, but there's a part of that too. There's going to be so much laughter oh, in heaven, and we have to remember that yes. that heaven and what God is calling us into, what our hearts are made for, isn't dreary and you know, like it isn't like going to be boring for eternity. Um, that all of these things, the good things, God is all things that are true and beautiful and good, and and that's what he's calling us to. So it speaks of the bigger story, you know, especially movies and books that that engage us and stir our hearts. Like they they mm-hmm. speak of the bigger story, the real story, you know, of the gospel. So oh
1: yeah, mm-hmm. and, and that's so true. And I can I just piggyback on what y'all have said. I think that's it's really true for us to pay attention to that because it does. It speaks something to our destiny. <clears throat> There's a reason why we love what we love. And there's a reason why what repulses us repulses us. It speaks us on both ends of like, mm. so I think for us to pay attention to that. And I know, I know Dr. Bob Schutz. you guys know, I do a lot of ministry with their ministry and that one of his retreats, uh, his retreat on holy desire, he starts out that whole retreat with that very question of, you know, what, what character in the story do you, in a story do you, do you most identify with? And I remember when I first started looking at that part of it was scary. Mm-hmm. It was like scary to be that honest. You know, and we have those parts where we ache and we yearn, and we also have those parts where we have broken dreams in our hearts. And, you know, so often, you know, maybe we ask ourselves, you know, is it, is it, am I too old to dream still? Or am, am I, am my dream stupid? Or does this part that still sings in my heart, is this worth it? And it is worth it because it's singing, like you said, Heather the eternal song and so we have to we can't stop dreaming we can't stop desiring Like that, yeah. that's the heart of who we are so yeah, yeah i just want to say that like it's really true if to pay attention to that like what do you love what do you yeah amen mm, that's good that's great
0: mm-hmm.
1: okay
2: for the next question y'all i'm still in control so for the next question <laughs> help us
1: please send help now help
2: help <laughs> <Yes. laughs>
1: Listeners, and, help.
2: Yes. Help us. Seriously, she sounds like she's being kidnapped. What is your favorite saint? And mm. are, what is your favorite saint at this time of your life right now in this season? Mm. And I have, I've been thinking a lot about this. Bishop Bill uh, Walk, who is my bishop here in Pensacola, Tallahassee, said something the other day, which I really have been thinking about. He said, he was talking about how he was talking to our seminarians. And he said, one of the seminarians said to him, Saints, um, we don't choose saints. Saints choose us. Have you ever thought about that? Mm-hmm. And I, I've mm-hmm. really been thinking about that. Like saints choose us, t, you know, to intercede for us. Um, we think we choose them, but what about them choosing us from heaven? And I, I kind of love that sentiment. That mm-hmm. thinking, you know, there are a cloud of witnesses above us, so praying for us and cheering us on as we run our race here on earth. So, who are your favorite saints? Or who is your favorite saint right now in this season, mm-hmm. Heather? <laughs>
0: Okay, not one but three come to mind. <gasps> Sorry. Um Michelle's Look a real you, breaker, world- so I know she's gonna she's let a real real me do breaker, that.
1: Man. Yeah. Real yeah. breaker.
0: Seriously. So I would say from a younger age, uh, John Paul the was definitely my favorite. I went to World Youth Day with him in Denver when I was in uh, I was a junior in high school and it was absolutely life changing and just his message about not being ground down by mediocrity and the way that he lived his life and how he was so courageous you know in his pursuit of God and his priesthood and um, everything that he went through with you know the war and um losing people in his life and being alone like his family members passing away I just i he is so inspiring to me I just love. I love him, and I think there's just more to be revealed there um, that, that, about his life that I want to know about. St. Therese, a little flower, when I was about 18, um, she came to my attention, and somebody said that to me, Michelle, that very thing about her specifically. I went to a host home. I was on a traveling ministry team, and this woman was had this deep devotion to St. Therese, and she was telling me little things about her, and I said, where can I find out more about her? And she just said, oh, you don't need to find her. She'll find you. Mm, (laughs) And I was like, oh, that's when I was 18. And then all of Mm. a sudden it was like everywhere I went, I saw her everywhere. Like there was stuff about her everywhere, you know? So she became like a, a very powerful intercessor in my life. And I have a a story for another day about how that impacted my uh, engagement and getting married. Um, but currently, I feel like St. Francis of Assisi has been calling me closer and wanting to speak into my life and intercede in a particular way as a reformer and a restorer. And, um, you know, my whole thing about foundations and rebuilding this year, that's my word for the year. Uh, so, yeah, I think I feel like a calling to engage with him more. Sister, favorite saint?
1: Well, I was named after St. Clair, um, so I've always you know, felt very close to her and just her extraordinary call. Uh, but I think for me, for a long time, and they still continue to be two of my closest saint friends, is St. Catherine of Siena and St. Augustine. Hmm. And both just lovers, just fierce lovers and... Once again, those people—they speak the truth. They're—they're they're very honest. They—they they go in pursuit of God's heart for His people. I love how Catherine—you know—she's talking to the Pope and she's—you know—you c- know—calling people out to their biggest destiny, and she mm. just is so in love with. With the, with the Lord, like just so in love with him and just so captivated by him. And, and you see Augustine is such a, somebody who wrestles with the truth, somebody who wrestles with God's heart and who always comes back to the center of God's heart. And so they just ache with desire and they pour forth a resplendent beauty and a resplendent anointing of God's love and God's passion for his people. So I think They've always been, and I invite them often in my heart, just those two, especially Augustine and Catherine of Siena, just to intercede for me and accompany me and help me understand myself a lot of times. And they're, I have the little tiny saints on my rosary, those two. (laughs) So they're, they're two of my best friends for sure. But yeah. Mm. What about you, Michelle? Um, For me? Yes. I can't pick one as
2: usual. Uh, For me, St. Teresa of Avila has always been huge for me. Uh, I love, everything about her I love her reforming spirit I love her sassiness you know Lord if this is how you treat your friends no wonder you have uh, so few um, <laughs> like you know how she talks to the Lord it was funny when I was at Franciscan University one of the dear priests there Father Sam T.C. passed away looked at me and he said you are Avila he always used to call me Avila and you know because you know I like French Cajun skin he said you even look like her I look like I'm Hispanic Mm -hmm. in way he said you even look like her Michelle he's like and I always love that because I just loved him so much and Mm -hmm. her writings have been huge to me always and then of course at St. Therese she's always been huge for us uh, me and my husband Uh, we've like the feast day, her feast day, there's so many big things that have happened on her feast day for our family, one of our children's birthdays, mm-hmm. just different stuffs like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my baptismal day. I didn't even know that, um, you know, till later, the October 1st. So I love her. And I just love her tenacity, too. Mm-hmm. You know, when you know, God says, which ones do you want? She's like, I want them all. You know, like I want to be a martyr and it's di- mm-hmm. so my personality, like get, just give me everything. Uh-huh. And um, the latest is St. Hildegard. I think sister both and both of us have discovered her in the last couple of years. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, girl, where have you been all my life? Um, she love her, yeah. Her writings, um, her tenacity also, her just very degree of the things that she loved. Like she was a musician and a gardener and a speaker and a reformer mm-hmm. and Ahead, abyss. I mean, I mean she was just so many different things which I love because I have so many different interests and all of that but just uh, I think she's like a hidden jewel that we haven't really uh, even cracked the surface of discovering all of her beauty and um, grace shining through so yeah those are my three mm. okay, for yeah. right now okay so next sure. question ladies
1: <laughs> I feel like you're on a job interview I, yeah, I, I, like I am job.
2: yeah okay <laughs> all right What is favorite songs? What is your favorite worship song?
0: Oh, my gosh. How are we supposed to choose one favorite worship song? (laughs) It's too much.
2: (laughs) Do you want me to go to the other question first and then come back to that one so you get a moment to think?
0: Um, I'm afraid of the other one.
1: Okay, Okay, no. Okay, I'll
0: just throw out a few. I'll just throw out a few because I can't possibly choose one favorite worship song. So I'll say things that have moved me in the last – few years okay. Uh, okay the song so will I that just came oh. out that song rocked mm-hmm. me when I heard it like that is so so good so Hillsong wrote it Bethel also does a version of it it's incredibly beautiful um, Jesus we love you I that's just a sweet song I find myself singing a lot the chorus um, that's a Bethel song no longer slaves by oh, yes. Jonathan Helser. that that's a beauty that <laughs> that song is That's like a victory song. I love it. Um, and I would say one song that's a little bit older, a worship song, that I just have continually sang in a very heartfelt, like I just feel like I can always sing that song sincerely, is Hungry by Vineyard. Mm. It's an older one, but it just, I'm like, that's often my prayer. Like, I'll wait for you, Jesus. Like, you know, come and satisfy and, and uh, reach out to me in my hunger and my poverty. So, yeah. Sister. Favorite worship song?
1: Yeah, gosh. Well, I like how you frame that within the last few years, what's really moved you. I think the song It Is Well With My Soul. Uh, oh, that's that so, too. Yeah. So good one. <laughs> um, Come to the Altar. I love that one. I love how he loves us. I just, that's, and obviously Reckless Love. I think that was my one thing in the last yeah. couple of weeks. But I think, you know, one of my favorites is an oldie but a goodie. And we actually sang it at my dad's funeral as a processional hymn. Um... Or actually a recessional hymn, was the song How Great Thou Art. Oh. You know, then sings my soul, uh, my Savior, God to thee. I just, that's such a glorious song. Every time I hear it, I, I love it. So I sing that those... in the
0: shower at least once a week. <laughs> I, love, I love that song.
1: It's so good, yeah. So I think those are a few. I mean, obviously there's so many. But uh, those ones, that are my, I'll often listen to those, you know, just in times where I'm like, I need to, especially come to the altar lately. That's been, gosh, so beautiful for me. And the Reckless Love has been pursuing me as well. So, yeah. Mm.
0: Mm.
2: Mm. I, I agree with all of yours. <laughs> I would choose all of the ones that you have said. Um, a couple more that I would add is I love um, Come Out of Hiding. Is it Stephanie Gritzer or is it Amanda Cook that sings that? heather uh stephanie i can't remember but come out of hiding i love that one and i love uh break every chain by tasha Cobbs. that's a good one you know that is just church to me like Mm -hmm. total church you know i don't care how many times i've heard that song i'm like sing it girl we're having church up in here you know um, (laughs) i just think it is a powerful song um there's just something so anointed about that song so i love it okay what is your favorite song that when you're in the car and you hear it, like that helps you get your groove on, you're like, okay, roll the windows down, turn the radios up, the song is on. You know?
0: Well, from okay. the 80s, it would be uh, It Takes Two by Rob Bass. <laughs> Woo! It Takes Two and Make a Thing Go right. You know what's hilarious? Okay, in that movie, The Proposal, oh, when they sing that, that just like kills me. It makes me laugh so hard. But that song came on the radio one day, and I didn't know this until a few years ago. I still know every single <laughs> word.
1: Of course <laughs> so, you do. Of course so you do. So from high
0: school I like remember every single word. So I'm singing it and the kids are in the car with me and they're like, What my the heck, Mom? Me. How do you know this? <laughs> How do you know this song? Oh, so funny. A recent one to get my groove on would probably be Mac Glorious. I love oh. that song. Ooh, it's fun. Me too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great. How about mm-hmm. you, Michelle? You probably have a few.
2: I do have a few. I mean, I think, like, if you choose an 80s song, anything from salt and Pepper, I would, like, mm-hmm. totally, you know... That would be, like, create. 90s, though, don't you think? Is that 90s? Oh, I don't know. What decade are we in? 200? Yeah, no, I don't know. 90s. And yeah, so 90s for that sure. would be... Yep. Um,
0: you old girl. That's all I know. Yeah, probably
2: one of my favorites. <laughs> and then anything, usually, like, from Justin
0: Timberlake will, like, make me, you know,
2: pour the radio up. I like any kind of dance music, though. I'm, like, I'm not mm. discriminating at all. And so, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they're all kind of fun. I think right now, that one from Sean Menendez, Nothing's Holding Me Back, I love that song. Um, mm. But it's a lot of fun. That's because
0: he's Canadian and you oh, kind of, yeah. you know, are drawn to me. That's why you love that.
2: Yeah, I really don't think that's it. Well, because oh. you know, um, I was no. thinking our
0: next question should be, what's your favorite thing about me? Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding.
1: That's not a bad thing. <laughs> Oh, friends, it's going all downhill from yeah,
0: here. Down it's downhill. downhill. has been very yeah, long. It is it's, it's going down, downhill. It's going yes. downhill. Michelle, do you have any final questions for us? Because we're kind oh, of almost the at the end Well, who does sister name hers? Oh, sorry, sorry. All right. Oh, well,
1: yeah. you know, that's funny, because I've been listening to Spotify, like, um, 90s, a lot of 90s stuff, like everything from grunge to, you know, the song Bust a Move. Remember Bust a Move, that song? Yeah, um, totally. So good. Uh, yeah, and I was just funny, because when you hear that music, it just—I remember, like in the car when I was a teenager, like where I was driving, and just everything from like Nirvana to the Cranberries to like oh, uh, all, all kinds of stuff. It's just been funny listening to that, and you know what God is doing. I honestly, I do have to say, I am a secret Taylor Swift fan. I do like her oh, her I song love her. "Shake It Off." I can, I'll crank that thing up anytime. Like it just <laughs> makes me smile and laugh. Um, so That's yes, good. now the world knows I do listen to pop music. Uh, some of it, you know, anyway, but. Yeah, so stuff like that. I I do. I like to groove. I like to, you know, get it on, turn it up in my room, make sure the sisters, it doesn't bother them. But when they're not home, truth (laughs) be told, friends, I crank it up and we rock in my little room in my little convent.
2: Yes. That's good. That is great. Music is Uh, good for the
0: soul. I mean. It is good. It is. For sure. There's something that connects us to, I mean, one another, but very deeply to the divine, you know, in music as well.
2: Oh, it is great. We were driving the other day, and the song uh, Walking on Sunshine from Katrina and the Waves came oh, on. And just that, that beginning, like, drum beat, bass. I was like, I love the song. And my kids are looking at me like, what? I'm like, no, this is a really great song. You'll have to, like, mm-hmm. dance. and love this song. <laughs> so they mm-hmm. thought it was great. Okay, last question of our little podcast before we do our one thing. I mean, the favorite things just keep on coming, people. Mm-hmm. They just keep they on do. coming. Is what is your favorite thing? spiritual book since we just finished life of the beloved which was such a beautiful beautiful book we love henry Nouwen. but what is your favorite spiritual book
0: oh shoot
1: okay i need a minute mm, sister you go uh, first i i really i love anything by father jacques philippe uh it's so good like his stuff is so good i'm reading actually a book um on the priesthood called insinu Jesu* right now it's a a diary of a benedictine priest whom god jesus and mary are speaking to is kind of like interior locutions and that book has just even more deepened my love for the priesthood and for priest and just their call it's just exquisite so i've wept over many times about that book of just their how much christ loves them and how they're called to be conformed into his image and likeness through their the indelible mark on their soul so but yeah, I, Father Jacques-Philippe always just writes my soul, <laughs> whether it's searching for maintaining peace or interior freedom or time for God. I just, I love anything by Father Jacques-Philippe. Mm.
0: That's, That's good. You go, Michelle. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, for me, one that I probably read every year and have for the last couple of years is Orthodoxy by G.K. Chesterton. I love that book. Oh, yeah. I love it. And every time I read it, I pick something new. And it was so funny. My husband just read it for the first time. Um, just a little while ago, we well, started to read it. He goes, "It really doesn't speak to me. Like I can't get into this." And I'm like, "If I, I mean? known this before we got <laughs> married, this could have been a decision breaker, right? Yeah, like, how can you not love this book? Um, I just love it. Yeah, G.K. Chesterton. I, you know, I just love him. And um, one of the other ones that I read a lot is Madeline L'Angle's *Walking on Water*, and it's about faith and mm. spirituality and art. And it is, Mm. it is one that's, again, one of those ones I've read a lot of times, but I keep it by my bedside, actually, that in Orthodoxy, because I'll pick it up and it just speaks different passages just speak to me in different ways in different seasons. So I just love both of them. But I mean, I have probably... A bajillion books. So, I mean, it's like choosing Can favorite I ju- spiritual I just, books. I just want to yeah.
1: testify to that reality that Michelle Bensinger has a bajillion books. And when I was staying at her house a few months ago, I went in the morning and laid on her bed and we drank coffee. And her book, her bed was covered with books. <laughs> I totally And there's stacks of books all over her room. And I just loved every minute of oh. it as we talked about anointing and coffee and books. It was great. So, I do <laughs> uh, testify to the fact that Michelle Bensinger has I'm a million a books in her house. She does.
0: Yeah. I didn't know there... Uh bajillion was like a real number until I saw her books. <laughs> You're like, I'm pretty sure bajillion exists because I saw Michelle
1: Benzinger's book collection. That's Thank right.
2: you. Exactly. I keep on telling Chris, I was like, if you really love me, you'll. But you know, we have high ceilings in our house because it's an mm-hmm. old uh, farmhouse, like 12 and 14 foot ceilings. I was like, I need head to toe bookcases and he's like, You would just fill them up. I'm like, Baby, I've it's already like filled, filled them up. Yep. You know? Mm-hmm. And so that is why we you know, Beauty and the Beast is one of my favorite Disney movies because he gave her a library. That is true love, people. <laughs> that is true love. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. You know? Oh, that's good. So mm-hmm. For me, one of my favorite spiritual books in recent years, this again is a question that's too hard for me because I I feel like there's so many different categories of what I would say was good for me at different times that impacted me. But a consistent one I go back to strangely is uh, Strengthen Yourself in the Lord by Bill Johnson that book Mm. is just especially for um, leaders like it is just full of so many practical things and that's why i liked it like Mm -hmm. a lot of spiritual books are so deep and they cause us to reflect and that is really really important but they don't offer a lot of like here's what you need to do practically or here's what i did whereas in this book that he does that a lot which i really appreciated but oh yeah so many good spiritual classics that that i love Mm. the little prayer book miracle hour That one I've used at different times in my life that has been super helpful. And it's just like a tiny little thing. Okay.
2: And now is the time where I hand it back over to Sister Miriam to do
1: our one thing.
0: (laughs) I think we just did like 101 things.
1: (laughs) We did. I know. Didn't we do like, yeah, we just did like 101 things. So do we still want to do one thing? Or should we just figure that's the one thing of the one thing?
0: Okay. Like okay, in, okay, let's just do right what's your one scripture that's anch- anchored your life? Obviously there's many, oh. but just pick one. Just pick one.
1: Dang girl. We should pay you more, Heather. Thanks for just pulling us out in the clutch right there. That, that okay, was Okay, like, I'll do huge. I'll <laughs> do
0: mine. Okay, so mine <laughs> is cuz I already have an answer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you punk.
0: She's like whatever. She's like taking notes on the side like overachiever. Oh my god. Okay, for sure Isaiah 61, which is the spirit of the Lord is upon me. That has been like amazing Mm -hmm. but the second one i would say which has been super powerful in my life is psalm 18 and i love it because it's talking about like being um like being bound and afraid and calling out to the lord and it's like it's like from the temple he heard my voice and the earth rocked and shook. And it just is like this mm. very detailed description of like this furious love of God as he comes down to save. And then at the end, it's like he He drew me out of the waters and he set me free and he rescued me because he loves me. So that Psalm 18, if you haven't read it, go right ahead. It's a good one.
1: <laughs> you just go right ahead and do that, people.
0: You go right ahead and that's And that's true try too. It.
1: Like the scripture passages right that also speak to us also really many times speak to our own destiny and what God is doing in our life as well um, Amen. I think for me it's for a long time it's been John 10, 10 where Jesus says it's the thief that comes to steal kill and destroy but I came that you might have life and have it to the full hmm. have it abundantly so that abundant life is something that always burns in my own soul of you know, just never settling and just keep aching, keep yearning, keep growing, keep allowing Christ to come and fill me, stretch me, you know, bring me out of myself and into him. So that one for sure. And because I didn't get to answer the question that nobody asked of what's your favorite food, I just want to say tacos. That's all
0: That's all I wanted to say is tacos, people. Darn, I, I picked you. the wrong one to end with.
1: Thanks for playing, Michelle.
0: <laughs> Michelle's like, queso. <laughs> It's her favorite It is food. queso. Yeah. It
1: Michelle's really like, is. I'm not going to play with you guys anymore. I'm taking yeah. my ball and going home.
2: Yeah. so, uh, no, I love you way too much because I would be eating queso while you're eating your tacos. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's probably, I mean, it changes. Like, I'm mean, all, as all of us are, we're like a huge lover of scripture. So Isaiah 61 is a big one for us. Isaiah 58, that was in our wedding. Um, this, mm-hmm. If this is not the fast I chose for you, I love that one. To sing. Um, it's probably the beginning of Ephesians. I think it's Ephesians 3. May you be rooted and grounded in love. You know, mm-hmm. may you know the depth and the width, the length of his love for you. And then it's Ephesians three twenty. May May um, He do exceedingly more than you can ever imagine impossible. So, you know, of course, mm-hmm. I love that whole mm-hmm. part of Ephesians chapter 3. But,
0: you know, there's mm-hmm. so many that
2: I love. So, but those will be some of the ones that... Uh, that are rooted in my heart so there thank you very much Mm -hmm. favorite things ha ha ha
0: Uh, (laughs) we should have
1: the song my favorite thing my favorite thing right now is the the neighbor mowing the lawn so sorry about
0: that people (laughs) i know i was like where are the birds chirping like who just opened their window (laughs) so it's the neighbor hi neighbor anyway sorry
1: (laughs) that's great Well, dear listeners, thank you so much and happy Easter to you. And if you enjoyed our podcast episode, please share it with a friend. You can find us on iTunes and leave us a rating, leave us a review. You can find us on AbidingTogetherPodcast.com click on any of the pictures for any of our episodes and you can uh, hear the episode and you can also see discussion questions journaling questions and maybe it's a great time this week to ask some people in your life what a great dinner conversation of what are some of your favorite things and then why as well too there's always a reason why so thank you so much for joining us on the journey and we've enjoyed every minute of it so you I think our listeners we'd have to say ladies are our favorite things huh? mm-hmm. <laughs> our favorite people I guess You're we could say our So favorite. our favorite God bless all of you have a wonderful week we'll be a bye- together see you next time